Sports Podcast. I said, Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast with Andy Ruther and Joe Prano. Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. Welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. I am Andy Ruther, coming to you live from the Smut Studio in Venice Beach, California, with my co-host, Joey Nochoprano. Good Labor Day uh, afternoon, Andy. I was like, what time is it? I'm so out of, out of sorts right now. Just literally drove directly from basically the San Jose area to your door where I was dropped off. Thust. Right into the podcast. Here we go. You walked in. I was in my underwear. Yeah. And I'm going the full Ruther style today. I've got, you know, Giants workout shorts on, Giants uh, sideline shorts. I've got some uh, some sushi socks. Not not my usual look. I would Where'd never... you get those socks? Uh, they were a gift. Got them. Got them from uh, my lady. She gave me she gave me some sushi socks. I like gift. those. You know, I've turned into a sock guy. Isn't that weird? Yeah, it is weird. I told you you're not allowed to wear socks on the show ever again, though, because we have a foot fetish guy who tunes into our YouTube live, and he loves your feet. So I don't think he turns in live. I think he goes and watches after the fact. Yeah, because he what com- he doesn't he's not in the live chat. He's in the post show comments. In fact, the foot fetish guy has gotten into debates with people. Ooh, about your feet. Yeah. Great. No, about being comfortable and why should he like he there was a back and forth I saw a few episodes ago of about, I don't know, like four or five comments <laughs> of it wasn't about the foot fetish. It was about he's in his home. He should be comfortable. I was saying before, like that you should be like crumpling stress balls or something with your feet to really get him going, you know, so that he comments more. But then I was like, well, we don't want him to come before the episode ends. Yeah. You said before that we started if the dirt balls make you chug beer, my thing. Well, I just ha- said we've all got our thust, you know. The the dirt balls last episode were all hyped up about me chugging Miller Lights, and uh, we got people who are hyped up about you not wearing socks. You can't just go wearing socks. Well, it depends. I'm not going shirt. I'm not going shoeless every episode. Pretty sure you're shoeless, Andy Ruther. You're like Joe Jackson. <laughs> Will I ever win a World Series title? <laughs> <laughs> no. That is a negative. So you just got in. It's Labor Day. Now, some people like to take Labor Day off. Yes. We are recording not one, but two podcasts. I like to take Labor Day off, but unfortunately, you have tied us into serious advertising contracts where we can't, no no days off anymore. Sorry, man. We're the Cal Ripken of podcasts. Sorry. Sorry. Even though it may not be our best effort, like the way Cal Ripken used to go through month-long streaks of just complete ineptitude at the plate. We have to record podcasts. Yes, we have contractual. Even though I'm on no hours of sleep, six-hour drive. Sorry, man. Contractual obligations to some of our sponsors. And uh, we're going to record a second episode. And then after that, our boy, the male stripper Bryson, has got us tickets for Mets Dodgers. We're going to hop in my old car, drive all the way to Eastside, drive to Goldberg's, and then go to Dodgers Mets. Yeah. DeGrom versus Dodgers. Yeah. It's a uh, it's a very festive day for us, Joe. It is. It's gonna be. It's gonna be. A, the struggle is already real. Already? Yeah. But I mean, I've been I've been up since six a.m. But how was how was San Francisco? Fantastic! Shout out to everybody who came out. Uh, did did a show in the East Bay in Newark. 
Um, then did a, a show in San Francisco, Bar Fluxus, uh, which was really fun. Saw Mexican McLovin, of course, as always. Jay Gonzo Jr. was there. He's been trolling me a lot, a really? lot, a lot on Twitter. He was there with his uh, with his lady. They were both injured. He's in a walking boot. She's on crutches. Uh, and then Chase Marston, uh, who was a dirt ball who showed up first time you see me live. He came. Then uh, was in San Santa Cruz last night. Some dirt balls there. It was all around great shows. Nice. Yeah. Oh geez, I got to turn that off. Hold on. Hold on. Is that your phone? That's my mom texting me. Oh. What's up, oh, Joanne? <laughs> She's like, happy Labor Day. Come on. Do your parents do that where they do like the annoying holiday? Like my mom would be like, happy Easter. I'm like, I don't care. No, you know what it was? Uh, I had texted her. I went to that candy store in uh, candy slash soda, high-end soda store. Yeah. In San Luis Obispo. And I, I got some candy for uh, my- Rocket Fizz? Yes. Yeah. I got I got some candy for my, my nephew and niece, my brother's twins, and- I got him some candy. It had a it had a scorpion. It was candy wrapped around a scorpion. Okay. And I wanted to see how they reacted. And how did they react? I don't fucking know. I'm not checking the text. Okay. Mom, I am thusting. That's what's happening here. Perno's got his Gatorade. We're ready to do this. We're locked and loaded. Yeah. I do, before we get into it, because there's so much NFL stuff to cover. Yeah. It's basically going to be an NFL episode. It's basically going to be an NFL week. We're doing this. Then we have the preview show. Yeah. By the way, but- on YouTube, somebody wants to know how much... Money for Joe to do the entire episode without a shirt. Oh, wow. Uh, that would have to be a significant amount. I don't know how comfortable I feel without a shirt on. Um, I'll do it for free. That's That sounds like a bad way to make money. <laughs> 100 uh, bucks? No. I'm going to go I'm gonna go 200 200 Yeah. $200 to get you to do an episode without a shirt. Yeah. Honestly, I'd rather just be chugging beers. Uh, which I was not planning on doing today because I have Gatorade, but I did I did say to you before the show, I saw as I was walking in, people already turned on Twitter about the possibility of me chugging. First of all, uh, I've been up since 6 a.m. It's peer pressure, man. It's a lot a lot to do today. I was not planning yeah. on drinking whatsoever, but thust is thust. Yeah. We do have to load that Venmo card up for Chicago, so at Joe Prano on Venmo still, and we'll see. First one, if we get to like, let's see. Jacob DeGrom's 48. If we get to 48, I'll do two, and one of them will be a shotgun. So let's just start there. Wait, you're already to chug again? Oh, yeah. I mean, right? Thust is thust. Okay. If we get to 48, I'll do two, and one of them will be a shotgun. Well, we're pretty light right now, I think, in the comment section. Great. People are doing stuff. It's Labor Day. Yeah. So I hope hope we don't get there, honestly. I... uh... I want to talk about the Rose Bowl. I went to the Rose Bowl. That's right. Did UCLA lose that game? They were 14.5-point favorites. Yeah. They lost to Cincinnati. Chip Kelly. That's what I want to talk about. Chip Kelly, man, I, I think people kind of forgot how much money they threw in him. What, uh, it what was, was the final? The final was 20, uh, what was it? It was 26 to 17. Wow. So they couldn't score. They didn't even fucking score. They had one big Huge break, run. I saw that 50 yard run. 74 yard so, run yeah. to start the third quarter. That was basically it. And they had 10 points in the first quarter. Wow. They looked awful on offense. And they couldn't. Cincinnati was just power running the ball for the most part. I think Cincinnati had like 197 rushing yards. Dude, but th- here's the thing I was reading like the LA Times. 
because of course that was like one of the lead editorials. Chip Kelly, four years, twenty two and a half million. Like they're they're paying him like an NFL coach. Look, uh, and I know. Hold on, I know it's one game. It's one game, but first game, like the not, the other the other thing is it's all. I, I say this. I, this isn't as much true with college football as it is college basketball, but it's you're a coach and you're a recruiter. Sure. So he they fired a guy for a reason, and Chip Kelly's now playing with his guys. So let's see what I like. I hate Chip Kelly, by the way. Uh, I think he's like an unabashed racist, and I can't believe that people don't aren't completely on board with this. And I think he's a fucking cheddar dick. Again, I don't think he's a racist. Okay. Well, I, let me just say this: if that that term gets thrown on. around, okay. Let me just say this: if one of our contributors to the DSPN gets caught on camera dropping n bombs, and you then give them their own podcast, I'm gonna be like Andy Ruther's a racist, and then I'm gonna be like, oh, we have black guys that want to work for us, and you're like, no. I understand that Sean Merriman is a former NFL guy, but I'm not interested in him messing up our locker room vibe. I'd be like, oh, you're a racist. Well, regardless on that, uh, here was the experience for me, first of all. The attendance, I looked, it was empty, man. 55,000. Yeah, that's bad for the Rose Bowl. Seats 90. Yeah. Uh, Fans weren't into it. Um, Another thing that I didn't know, because the last game I went to at the Rose Bowl was the actual Rose Bowl with you. Yeah, yeah. And they served beer. Yeah. They do not serve beer during UCLA games. Right. I did know that. What the fuck is up with that? I mean, it's just... I mean, a lot of college games... But it's not... I know a lot of college games have that, but that's when it's on campus. You know, this isn't on campus. But it's still a, it's still run by the college. It's not... Like, there's a bigger thing when it's like... When it's a national championship game. I don't even remember. Were we drinking beers in the stadium? Well, I, obviously, I I don't remember because since I don't drink, but we were all banged up before we went in. But I you don't, were. I don't remember. I don't remember if I got a beer there. They had to have been serving booze during the Rose Bowl, right? I don't remember. All those fans traveling. But you know what I got? It was the most LA thing ever. They had kombucha on tap. <laughs> Kombucha. Kombucha. How's yeah. it pronounced? Kombucha. Not There's no like... A in there until the end. So there's certainly not kombucha. It's not <laughs> ca- <laughs> fucking Cam Newton plus kombucha. Dude. I... Now, although he should do that. He should probably have kombucha. He should, man. Yeah. That shit's in now. You know how many people asked me if I, they're like, where'd you get that beer? Everybody asked me. It was a, it was a draft kombucha? Yeah. Technically, there's alcohol in there. Is there? Yeah. Because it's fermented. Okay. So, is this a slippery slope? Have you opened the doors? <laughs> I'm shaking. You're like, it. I loved it. I don't know what it was about it. I will say, it was delicious. Yeah. I, I like a, a nice kombucha. Yeah, man. But, again, like you're saying, I agree with you. One game, he's got, uh, what was the old coach? Carl Durrell. He's, he's got his players. But, or was it Jim Mora? Who was the, I've lost track. Come we, on. Uh, we, Look who you're talking yeah. to. Yeah. But, again, man. Dude, you're paying this it guy. Wasn't uh, Newheisel? <laughs> I just tried to think of like the only other UCLA coach. I yeah, what a great stadium, though. Where would you put? I was texting my buddy about this. Of all the venues for football, dude, I'd put Rose Bowl right up there for football in general, S- especially college. Yeah, um, it's not. 
up to date, right? Yeah. But I do love it. I I do love the bowl. I do love that you're. I mean, we sat in the last row. You remember that? We were in the were, last row. There were great seats. There were great seats. There's nothing better to me, and I know Pete Sestaro will love it when I say this, but there's nothing better to me when you're at a, a football game and the sun is shining and the grass is really green and you can see the mountains in the background, the sun. You're, it's Southern California. You're, you're dropped in the middle of sunny Southern California watching a football game. It's pretty great. Like You're never too hot there. You're never too cold. It's like, I mean, I haven't done a ton of major college football games. I've done a bunch, but I, I, you know, I haven't been to the big house. I haven't been to the fucking horseshoe. Um, See, I've been to both. Yeah. And you nailed it by saying that. And that's what I went with my buddy and one of his coworkers, and they'd never been to the Rose Bowl. They said the exact same thing. They go, you could be in the last row here, and you're really not that many I rows mean, it's, up. It's so much better than the Coliseum. So much better. It's like a world's better. Yeah. Like I'd rather I'd rather watch Cincinnati UCLA than honestly probably like Notre Dame SC, which I think we should go to again this year. Um, but like the the Coliseum doesn't even compare. Doesn't compare. No. Yeah. It's like a shitty multi fucking purpose. Like whatever. Chabelle's gonna be like, yeah, the fucking they got the torch. You know, like relax, dude. But yeah, the Rose Bowl is pretty sweet. Yeah. And, and it's a good vibe, too. You're on the golf course, you're tailgating, you come on in. Did you tailgate? Did you do any of that stuff? When we walked around, it really is good. They were, my buddies were going, there's nothing like this. Yeah. Because there, there was— Now, like, again, I haven't been—I know you were in Old Miss. I haven't been to, like—I was at Auburn, Alabama. Yeah. That's obviously a scene. They take their football down there pretty sure. seriously. The stadium experience at the Rose Bowl, better than what I saw at Auburn, but, like, you know, tailgating and all that. Like, South does that, like, to a whole yeah. other level. No, for sure. We had great seats. We were 16 rows up. We got them literally day before game. Seeking. Seeking. We're sitting in the front row, by the way. Well, not the front row. We're in row one. I think there's a row A in front of us, and it might be the third row. It might be 2A and then A, but I just want to put it out there for anybody who might be coming to the Chicago White Sox game on, is that Wednesday night? Wednesday night versus the Tigers. We're in section 17, row one. Prano texted me. I go, what do I, I go, what should I send from the Thust Fund? I bought tickets on SeatGeek, got used promo code DIRTY. I think you can use it after like the original one. Maybe. I'm not sure. I, I've used it twice now. Okay. So you tell tell them how cheap after our twenty dollars. So after off. our twenty dollar rebate, thirty three dollars. And you're like, all right, so I should send you you're like, I'm gonna thust it, I should send you sixty six dollars. I was like, no, thirty three dollars total. Thirty three total. For basically I'm pretty sure it's third row field level first baseline seats. I mean, I get it, the White Sox suck, but geez. You can't sit third row at City Field right now for twelve dollars or whatever that is. Yeah. It's unbelievable. Guys, you too can take advantage of this great deal that we have with SeatGeek. Go on there for NFL games, college football games like we're talking about, concerts, comedy shows. They have it all because, best of all, you guys, like we were talking about, get $20 off your first SeatGeek purchase. Just download the SeatGeek app and enter promo code DIRTY today. That's promo code DIRTY for $20 off your first SeatGeek purchase. SeatGeek, life's an event. We have the tickets. Oh, you got a little Letterman thing going. Throw the card. That was the worst throw ever. Yeah. It came right back throw to, to throw me. paper. Uh, so, 
let, let's talk a little more college before we get in the NFL. Sure, let's do it. I did, again, because that basically took my whole day. As you know, Pasadena, I left here at noon, got back here at 8. <laughs> right. So it's like... That was Saturday. Yeah. Yep. So I didn't watch I didn't watch Notre Dame, Michigan. I didn't watch... I saw, I saw Auburn, a, a Washington. significant amount of Notre Dame, Michigan. That fun game. Dude, but I want to talk about Harbaugh for a minute. Again, I didn't watch the game. And everyone's talking about him, as they should. Starts 9-3 and three. since then... And I am such a I'm like I've always been Team Harbaugh. Since that nine and three, his teams have gone nine and nine, and I believe I saw something because Braylon Edwards is losing his mind with tweets about it. Uh, I believe I saw something that they haven't beaten a ranked. Uh, they ha- oh, oh, oh oh this is it Braylon yeah. Edwards tweet. Here's my issue. He said, zero and seventeen on the road against ranked opponents, one and six against rivals. And that one win was against three and nine Michigan State last year, dude. Harbaugh's not winning. Yeah, plain and simple. How long has he been there? This is uh, this is his third year. Third, okay. They didn't look. I mean, you know, we can. We've talked at length about Notre Dame overrated, blah blah blah. But like, a lot of times, you know, you you come out. It's tough to play that first game. I mean, look at what happened to Miami. Look what happened to UCLA. Like week one in college, it's a double-edged sword playing that a real football game. You're right. And a lot of those up fucking SEC teams don't do it, and they a lot of the teams but, do have the cupcakes. But the big dogs do. Look this week: Auburn played Washington, uh, LSU played Miami. Yeah. You know Alabama played. Not like Louisville's a total pushover. Right. You know neutral site. Yeah. But yeah, man, you are right. When you have when you're playing against a top fifteen team, opening week, it was in Notre Dame. Yeah, uh, it ended up being close down the stretch. Uh, I just think Michigan. But where do you see Harb? I guess my point is, where do you like? Because me again, as a huge Harbaugh guy, he won everywhere he went, but he's not winning at Michigan. Plain and simple. Well, I think I think again, it's a recruiting slash coaching thing. I think he believes in his schemes. I think he believes in his strategy. I just don't see them having like ridiculous, like Alabama style, just loaded talent. But he does now. They said this is the first year, you know, third year, and usually. He's- I'm I'm just taking this as. By the way, I don't care yeah. for college football, but I watched the game and I'm like, who's the guy in this team who's just supposed to be like, oh my god? Well, he's finally got his quarterback, and yeah. that guy struggled. Yeah, that that's what I was saying. Like I heard that this was supposed to be the quarterback. Yeah. You know, but my thing is with Harbaugh, dude. If you lose three or four games this year, yeah. Well, I mean, he's probably, I, I feel like he's he, that's already won, right? So, I mean, do you you fire him if he loses three games? They have they finished the year at Ohio State too, right? Who that's what I'm saying. And they play Michigan State. Yeah. Like, do you and Wisconsin's top five? Do you? I don't know. Do if you fire him if he loses three games? I don't think you can fire him if he loses three games. Now, if, if they lose five games, and that makes sort of makes four the magic number. Again, I've always been Team Harbaugh, but it's a uh, dude. It's a win now. Yeah, he started out pretty good, but he he's been pretty dog shit the last eighteen but games. It's it's sort of thing. If they beat Ohio State this year, if they just beat Ohio State, right? That's like well, you're right. So, 
I, he's certainly been a, a, a bit of a disappointment, especially considering he won right out of the gate when they weren't his players. Exactly. Yeah. Again, I've always been Team Harbaugh, man. Get it together, I, though. I think there's a lot, and we're going to talk about this with the NFL when we get to our NFL preview. And actually, we'll probably end up talking about it before we even get to the preview because of what happened with Khalil Mack. But I think things are changing, man. Like I, I think even the idea at a college level that you can be this hard ass, I just think more and more of these kids are coddled all the way up. They were always told they're a superstar. They're always the fucking greatest thing ever. You, you, you probably can't be a hard ass high school coach anymore. You probably can't be like, I, I just don't know. I, I like that a little bit in a coach, but I'm just not sure it's realistic in what, in the way these players show up and what their attitude is about it. Yeah. No, I got you. I mean, look at Nick Saban had to apologize for that fucking fuck that. That was the dumbest thing. I've, like I thought, so I I was not watching. I didn't even see the clip. I wasn't on Twitter that much. I was doing a whole lot of things. I thought he must have fucking he must have been like fuck you for still fucking answering asking me this fucking question. What the fuck is your problem? I thought there was going to be bleeping. I thought he was going to attack this person. You know why he apologized? Uh, I'll I'll. Uh... I got to give a shout out to our boy Sam Tripoli. I saw Sam's tweet and I agree. You know, I apologize. It was a female reporter. He doesn't apologize. If he says that, I'm telling you, in this day and age, if he says that same thing to a male reporter, I don't think he apologizes the next day. Uh, that to me doesn't like that may be true, but it's still to go, to take a turn from you. That's the pussification of America. I agree. That woman deserves an apology. I agree. I understand that she's doing her job, but she should be the one that also has to answer to somebody who goes, this is why I didn't want to ask him that fucking question again. They're like, you got to ask him about his fucking quarter rights. You got to ask him. It's like, why? Didn't they fucking smoke the shit out of Louisville? Dude, they put up 55 points. So what? where would the quarterback controversy be? Well, because he still played both. Who cares? They won. They scored 55 points. Why are you asking him about this? If if there was a struggle, then you go, oh, are you, are you think They fucking rolled. I know. Well, the, the Hawaiian guy played the most, the guy who won the game right. last year against Clemson. And then Jalen Hurts kind of did mop-up duty, but he played well. Look, it's mostly the guy from Hawaii, but look, dude, I agree. Like, who cares? I, from what I read, and I didn't watch the game either, I saw highlights. I saw the interview. Everything I've read is this is what all the actual college football analysts are saying. Bama has always been known, right, mostly for their defense. Yeah. They're saying this year their offense is just as loaded, if not more. They're saying this might be like every game might be 55 to 17. Yeah. Because they're stacked. But it's annoying because this is what the press does. And then they act like. The story wasn't created by them. Sure. There is no quarterback controversy, but you guys keep fucking asking about it, and it's annoying. Colin Kaepernick was sitting quietly on the bench. Then the press was like, are you protesting? What's happening? And then it was like, it's the protest unraveling the NFL. It's like, this wasn't, this wasn't even a protest. You guys made it a protest. And now you're acting like the NFL, the NFL doesn't know what to do about these protests. Like, Maybe they could have just done nothing if some fucking cheddar dick reporter was like, why are you sitting? Like, stop asking stupid-ass fucking questions 
and maybe people wouldn't hate the goddamn media all the time. Yeah. It's like, that was a stupid fucking question. We just rolled. Why are you talking to me about this? It's true. What, do you, uh, are you thinking about starting somebody else at middle linebacker next week? Why would I? We just won. If she asked that, it would be just as fucking dumb. I like the idea that he apologized for that. I thought he was going to be a, I thought he was going to fucking, when I saw the clip, I was like, that's what he's apologizing for? Nonsense. It's bullshit, man. It's total bullshit. And I hate Saban because he's a fucking douche. But but he but like can we can we just start like calling people out when they're fucking actually doing something wrong instead of just deciding? But see, everybody that, needs an apology. That response by Nick Saban is why I love Nick Saban. Does that make sense? Yeah, but then he apologized. Well, I don't like the apology. Yeah, but my point is, he is so passionate. And so fucking, like, like he's never happy. Yeah. And that's always the joke I make. Nick Saban could be getting his ass licked, and he'd be mad. Like, like dude, chill out for a minute. But that's why they win. It, 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 dude, they really are. Him and Bill Belichick, he, he's the college version of Bill Belichick. Yeah. It's the same. They come from the same mold. Uh, but anyway, moving on real quick. We got to talk about L- LSU. I did watch that whole game. They beat the shit out of the U. They were up 33-3 to at one point. That's the best I've seen LSU look. And I've watched probably more LSU games than anybody but Notre Dame. Maybe even more than Notre Dame in the last five years. And that's as good as I've seen them look. Their defense, Prano. Obviously, I mean, they're always... On D, yeah. On D. They always run the ball really well. It's always a question of, like, why the fuck don't you guys have a quarterback? They didn't throw the ball that well yesterday, but they they threw it, like, well enough. They were they were just steamrolling them, though. And uh, it now it just becomes which dumpster fire team that they're not supposed to lose to will they lose to, and everybody... Every fucking LSU fan will lose their goddamn mind and call for fucking Edo's head the way. I mean, certainly that's better than they ever looked than under Les Miles since fucking winning a championship. Well, look, man. With Saban's players. Yeah, they have a tough schedule. I, they, they were showing their schedule. They have a real tough schedule. But, but it'll be, it's funny because they'll like, the, it's all, they have a tough schedule. They got to play. I don't know who they got to play. They got to play Bama. They got to play Auburn. They got to play like these SEC teams and they'll lose to, you know, Vanderbilt or whatever. And then people be like, fuck, you know? Yeah. But dude, I mean, Miami cut off a good year. Top 10 team, neutral field. Yep. And they steamrolled them. Yeah. And, and Mark Richt, man, again, here we do Georgia. They'd always go in. He, dude, he could never win. The big games. Yeah. That's a big game you have to win. Was he, he was there last year, too? Yeah, he was there last yeah. year. You know, he turned the program around. They did lose their last three games, though. Right. They, they started out, they got to number two. I think they finished nine and three last year. But again, I don't know. But, you know, Coach Edo, I actually, uh, I reached out to him last night. Oh, really? Yeah. You got, you, got a, you got a call with Coach O? I couldn't believe it. He said, I said, I know it's Labor Day, Coach. I know you're busy down in the bayou, but I was, you know, hoping that he could come on the show for a few minutes. Because, again, I mean, he gave a great passionate speech about two months ago, if you remember, about the hurricanes. And, I mean, it was it, passionate maybe isn't the best word. He talked about 
if you could fuck a gator in the ass, you could tackle a man. And that seemed to work out because they were they were all over the field tackling uh, the U. Anyway, Coach, I know you've been waiting patiently on the line. Uh, Coach O, are you there? I'm here, Andy Ruth. I can't wait to get uh, get a phone call with he uh, on the Dirty Sports Podcast here on Labor Day. Oh, it's Labor Day, all right. It's Labor. A lot of people think Labor Day is for the, the laborers. It's actually for me being in labor, about to give birth to a championship Tiger squad down here in the bayou. That's right. I got my legs open. I got my big old pussy dick wide open. I'm about to birth me a champion. Oh, these. Look at these Tigers. Coming out here, Dallas, Texas, beating up on hurricanes. You, you ever see a tiger fight a hurricane? Usually it doesn't get, it doesn't have a good chance against a force of nature. We a big old tiger, though. I just gave birth to a tiger, hurricane, eating tiger champion. Now, Coach, everybody thought you were on the hot seat entering this year, even though you'd only been at LSU for one year. Do you feel better about that whole hot seat right now? I mean, you you guys were you guys were up thirty points at I'll once. I'll say one thing about the fans here down in the Bayou: they're they're tough fans to play for, but they're honest fans. They believe that we should win every game, and I believe that we should win every game too. So, look, seats always gonna be hot here. Everything down here in the Bayou is hot. Seats are hot. Walls are hot. My clipboard's hot. Headsets hot. My shoes are hot. Everything's hot. It's a bayou, goddammit. Seat's hot. Now, Coach, I know we have, we have a short amount of time today, but one last question. Did you have time in the Dallas-Fort Worth area to celebrate, or did you get back on the plane and head right back to Baton Rouge? You know, the boys in the in the locker room were jumping around, doing the tiger winning, tiger, tiger growling situation, and uh, we, we enjoyed the win for a couple minutes, but we got, we got a lot of work to do. Beating Miami, beating the Hurricane, that's tough. You know, but beating other Tigers, we got to play Auburn. Beating elephants that are also, uh, you know, named after like uh, Sean Connery, you know, submarine movies or whatever. That's difficult. You got to play Gators. You ever fight a Gator? I fuck a Gator in the ass, but it's tough to beat them. T- d- depends if we playing in the swamp or not. So I got a lot on my plate this year. Hot plate on a hot seat, on a hot grill, hot burner, hot swamp down here in the bayou. Well, Coach O, we appreciate the time. Who we got uh, next? I even looked at, I was so focused on us beating them, their hurricanes. I don't even know who we got next week, but I can tell you what. I think it's an easy one. Let me look it up, Coach. We're already already back to work because when I focus on who we're playing, we'll focus on how we are playing. You got southeastern Louisiana. Difficult, difficult game. Do not look past the, the Seals. The Lions. No, southeast Louisiana, them the Seals. Them the seal lions. Sea lions, seal lions. Uh, Coach O. Tigers, lions, tigers, bears. Oh, my. <laughs> hot seat, hot plate. Hot fajitas. Uh, my plate's so hot, it's like I'm at Applebee's. I order the fajitas. Everybody in the restaurant turn around. But why that plate so dang hot? And then the waitress say, don't touch that plate. It's hot. And I say, no, shit, it's hot. It's on fire. It's steaming hot. You know what? If my Bayou Bengals were a dish at Applebee's, they'd say, don't touch them Bayou Bengals. They hot. Let them cool down a little bit before you eat your fajitas off them because, God dang, they just beat the Hurricanes. One Tiger versus a force of nature. Tiger wins. 
What are the chances of that? I'll tell you the chances. Chances are good when you got the heart and soul of this this Bengals team that I got down here. We're going all the way this year. Well, Coach O, it's always a pleasure. Thanks for tuning in. and uh, Happy Labor Day. Good luck with your birth. I'm birthing over I'm birthing the champion over here. I don't know what you're pushing out your pussy dick, but I'm pushing I'm pushing out a team that's gonna hoist that crystal that crystal thing. Well, I don't even know what that is, the shape of, but it's crystal, that's for sure. Coach O, always entertaining. And and, and what I found interesting about Coach O today, Prano, is that He's almost very in with the time saying that a man could give birth. Yeah. That's almost very with the social justice warriors. I know. A lot of times it's like I'm, I feel I'm a man, but I feel like a woman. I'm a woman. I feel like a man. I'm a man woman that feels like a – but he's he's basically saying your dick can actually be your pussy. You can yeah. push something out your pussy dick. So as far as – you know, a lot of times people in the South, uh, like like Coach O, they, they, people say they're less, you know uh, – progressive seems like he's he's like next level progressive yeah always a pleasure to hear from him yeah and you know what you got to be rooting for him right oh yeah especially after that big win yeah absolutely you know i i don't care a lot again about college football the sec is certainly the dominant uh conference in college football and i'm always rooting against alabama because fuck them i hate seeing them win every year so for me it's always the Tigers. It's it's Auburn and LSU. I always pull for those guys. Yeah, I know that you're probably like somebody out there is probably like, how do you root for both of them? It's like, well, I do. So fuck you. Well, my, I, I I keep debating. I might fly back for an Ohio State game and support that uh, that awful man, Urban Meyer. Is that yeah. does that make me a terrible person? Did they play this week? Yeah. And they won. They put up Pro- seventy points on Oregon State. On Oregon State, and he was he was not coaching. He's not coaching. So that's one of what three? One of three. That's hilarious. Yeah, they got a cupcake this week. Then uh, TCU. That's that's. I believe that's the mayor. I believe that's the mayor trying to uh, cause a scene. If you break my fucking window, dude, I swear to fucking God. He just jizzed on your window. <laughs> wow, that's a lot of cum. Okay, I mean he's he's. He's like, he's like a child. Yeah, he's a he's an adult lawyer. What's happening? This guy is an adult lawyer, just completely, <laughs> completely ruining the podcast. That's a grown ass man over there. Gives zero fucks about my place. <laughs> yeah, he uh, he he fixed it all up just to break a window. Yeah. Did I ever tell you the time that I that I went down to my neighbor below me? Real quick before we get to NFL, he threw like a, a, a toilet paper wad. And he threw it at the window, and I was so I had so much anger building up for the past year of the guy who used to live below me. I stormed down there and knocked, and I go, "You throwing shit at my wall, dude?" I go, "What the fuck, man?" Oh, it wasn't it? It was the mayor. And he goes, "What are you talking about?" I go, "You throwing shit at my window?" Because I'm because Drew was here, and I go, "Were we talking too loud for you?" And he goes, "I have no clue what you're talking about." <laughs> and then I was like, "And then he beat the shit out of me." <laughs> And then I walked back up, and I got a text from the mayor, and he's like, you're not even going to comment on me throwing that at your window? I go, oh, shit. That's amazing. Yeah. Whatever. Sometimes, sometimes. That was old Andy. That was angry Andy. Yeah, it was. That was a little angry denty. And sometimes the sheriff. That was, that was before the sound bath. I'm, I'm going to force my brother to do, I don't know if I'm going to force him because he can kick my ass. But Which brother? My brother Brad. He's coming going, back out here? 
No, I'm going oh, back. Oh, you're going to do one in Cincinnati? Because they're all in Cincinnati now. I'm going to tell them, on me, we're going to do a float lab, dude. Sensory deprivation. You need it more than anybody. You're an angry individual. If you wanted to just like go to a soundless bath in Cincinnati, couldn't you just go to a Reds game? Oh, shots. Fire. <laughs> I will be going to Reds-Dodgers, actually. Nice. Day game. Yeah. I'm stoked, Prano. I, I, dude, let, let, me, let me just tell you t- a 12-day span for me. A 12-day span. Rose Bowl. Tonight we get Mets-Dodgers. The Grom Dodgers, yep. Dodger Stadium. Wednesday, I mean, obviously it's mostly your part of this. Yep. White Sox-Tigers. Cubs-Brewers. Then the next day, Reds-Dodgers. Yeah. Within 12 days. Great. Five stadiums. Four. I was just up in San Fran. I, didn't, I don't have the football game mixed in, but... Uh, San Fran and then and then Dodgers. So I was at Mets Mets Giants on Saturday. Dodgers Mets tonight, and then those two fun games in Chicago. Stand up in stadiums. Love it. You're looking good. I, I noticed you shaved what? Maybe a day or two ago. I did. I shaved before my Saturday night show. Still looking fresh. It almost looks like I shaved last night. Why does it look so good, Joe? Well, come on, Andy. I, I shouldn't have to say, but I'm going to anyway. Harry's razors. That's right. Make you look fresh every time. I'm Make get, America fresh again. <laughs> I'm going to get a nice Harry's shave. Love those blades. Love that fifth blade again. Always around like the lip and nose area. It gets those small little hairs. I'm going to shave before we leave for Chicago. And Dirt Balls, they have a great trial offer that you can take advantage of. Claim yours by going to harrys.com forward slash dirty. Harry's now has body wash, which is amazing. They have bars of soap. They got everything. Get a $13 value trial set that comes with everything you need for a close, comfortable shave, that weighted ergonomic handle, a five-blade razor with a lubricating strip and trimmer blade, rich lathering shave gel, and a travel blade cover, which, again, I'll be using when I travel. Yeah. Love that little travel blade cover. Dirt Balls, you can redeem your trial set at harrys.com forward slash dirty. So make sure you go to harrys.com forward slash dirty to redeem that offer and let them know that I sent you. I don't know why you wouldn't take advantage of this great offer. Fresh blades at a very reasonable deal. So take advantage of it right now. Okay. NFL news. We're going to preview. We're going to bang out two podcasts today. But let's get to the news right now. Okay. Because shit is on fire. I mean, the big news. We have to start with Khalil Mack, right? That's got to be the or biggest. Or Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, I mean, I mean, where do you want to start? Well, Aaron Rodgers deal, yeah, but like Aaron Rodgers stays with the Packers. Let's push that. Khalil Mack. Let's talk about Arguably the best defensive player in all of football. Agreed. Gone from the Raiders. Off to the Bears. The Bears, historically great linebackers, add another potential all-time linebacker to their long list. And... I have to say, I do not fucking understand how this happened. I do not understand what the Raiders are doing. I don't. It seems to me the Raiders are making the complete. Hold on, hold on. Police sirens, the helicopter. Yofel, the minute you mentioned Raiders, the Yofels are losing it. Yeah, they're they're going. They're trying to capture John Gruden. They're already turned. To, uh, they're already turned over on Gruden. It. To me, it seems like this is the exact opposite approach as to what the Rams are doing 
in their lead up to the new stadium in Los Angeles. I truly believe, I don't think that Stan Kroenke gives a single fuck whether they win the Super Bowl or not. They He just wants them to be contenders leading up to a new stadium, sell all those seats. I, I wouldn't be surprised yeah. if it's fucking Florida Marlin style. They go hard for the next couple of years and they fucking dismantle. Yeah. Spend, 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 sell the PSLs, make all the money, do whatever you want. You're going to Vegas. You have to get this team. I, You know I want to be in on the Raiders bandwagon. Sure. I've been in on the Raiders bandwagon. I am out. I'm out Whoa. on the Raiders. Out. How do you how do you not sign Khalil Mack? Well, let me just read the deal to recap for everybody. The Bears get Khalil Mack, a 2020 second round pick, and a conditional 2025th round pick. The Raiders get next year's draft first pick. They also get the 2020 first round pick, a 2020 third round pick, and a 2019 sixth round pick. And then Mack also signed a six-year, $141 million deal, which includes $90 million guaranteed, which basically a day after Aaron Donald signed the most guaranteed money ever for a defensive player, he beat that. I am going to disagree with you on this. Okay. Not fully. I'm just going to disagree on it has to play out. Does that make sense? How? This is how. If those picks... That Turn the- into who? The greatest player in history, and then what? You don't pay him. Where do you draw the line? So, are they are they eventually going to pay somebody? Well, look this this is what I'm going to say. If the picks for the next two years, if you can stock up on two or three really good players, we all know how much that we all know how loading up on picks has helped teams before. I mean, I mean, look how the look how the Patriots do it. Sure, but. So, in a way, it has to play out. First of all, the Patriots load up on... Lower-tier picks. Yes. Yeah. I agree. Now, Prano. Off the top of your head, let me ask you a if question. If you're asking me this... Off the top of your head, let me ask you a question. Just see if anybody jumps to mind. Off the top of your head, what team would you trade their last two first-round picks for for Khalil Mack? Wait, repeat the question. Their last two first-rounders. Which team... Had such ridiculous last two first round picks that you would trade them for Khalil Mack. Off the top of your head, I couldn't think of one. Any team jump out at you? Now, I want to say I wouldn't have done this trade, but I also think, in a way, I want to see how it plays out. Here's why I wouldn't have done the trade. It's, again, the exact opposite strategy with the Rams. Okay, we're going to be good. We. We, we're not going to be good right now. We're not going to win the division. The Chiefs are too good. The Broncos are good. The whatever's good. Chargers. Okay. The Chargers are good. Let's sell on Mac. Let's get a bunch of draft picks. Let's be good three or four years down the road. How does that help you sell tickets day one in Vegas? Well, look. I- are you selling tickets in Vegas on John Gruden doing a, the John Gruden show every day from fucking... You know, the Palms in Vegas? Who gives up on on Defensive Player of the Years? Again, I would not have made the deal. I don't know. I guess I don't know enough if Mac really wanted to stay. I I, I don't know I all this. I really wanted to stay for the money he deserves. Okay. Right? 
I don't know. I don't know. I I don't know what the question was. Like all, all I know is this. This is what I do know about the Raiders. I know you have a very good young quarterback when he's healthy. I know you have some players who they paid. Who they paid. I know you have some really good players around him. I I like their receiving and tight end core. Obviously, Khalil Mack, we talked about it last episode with defensive tackles and the Bengals paying Geno Atkins. He is a game changer in the sense that not only is he going to get you know, sacks, he he's going to get forced fumbles, he's going to get interceptions. I'm pretty sure, correct me if I'm wrong, was he an all-pro linebacker and an all-pro defensive end a couple years ago? Has that ever happened? I'm not sure. He was Defensive Player of the Year in 2016. Yeah. And I believe he was all-pro at two positions. Look, I wouldn't have done the deal, but I also, like, I am curious to see, how do the Bears play? John Gruden hasn't coached in fucking 12 years. You're putting this all on Gruden. I'm putting it on Gruden. Because there's already... You know Gruden doesn't like, you know his, okay, you know, you might have a point here. Harbaugh, Kelly, Gruden. He's going from an old school approach. Everybody's got to be my kind of guy. Everybody's got to show up to work. Doesn't matter if you're the best player on the team or the last player on the team. It's like, yeah, but he's not the best player on the team. He's the best defensive player in football. Well, the MO on Gruden when he did coach, I don't know if you remember, he wasn't about the big contracts. Right. So maybe he still has that, it looks like, that same mentality 10 years later. To me, it's just like, can you imagine the Bill Parcells, Mr. No-Nonsense, going like, I don't want LT. Too much of a headache, wants too much money, I'll do it without LT. Dude, literally, I w- if I was Gruden... Is that I- the last player that's ba- that you could basically make a comparison to? This is what, his fourth year? Yeah. I just don't understand. You only, you're, like, they're two years removed from being a very good team. Yeah. Being a playoff team. You Are you bringing John Gruden in? Like, to me, bringing John Gruden in as, like, Mr. Rebuild seems like, that just does not seem like, I, I would bring John Gruden in as, like, look at, we have John Gruden now. Why wouldn't you want to come play for us? Let's go big before we get to Vegas. And then he can transition over to a fucking assistant. It's not even, dude, they're in Vegas next year. Yeah. Next fucking year. It's not like the, it's, you know, it's not like the Rams. The Rams still have two more years in the Coliseum. They're in Vegas next year. See, to me, I would have been the opposite. I would have been like, spend everything right now. We're going to Vegas. Is money going to be a problem? If it is, then you don't know how to run a fucking football team. Yeah. You're an NFL franchise. You're moving to Vegas. You're worried about how much money you're spending? Sure. I get it. There's a cap. I get it. You don't think you're there yet. But again, who are you hoping to draft with those first couple picks that then you're not going to pay them? Look, I don't know about the not paying them, but I know let's say they get four picks that can fill spots on both offense and defense. I don't know. Obviously, that's that's the goal here for them. I just can't I just can't wrap my head around. I understand some of these contracts are getting out of control, but I can't wrap the reason is because the the players have the leverage in knowing I am irreplaceable. Khalil Mack had that leverage. You're not drafting another Khalil Mack. You're not. Yeah. He's from he went to fucking Buffalo. Yeah. 
I mean, talk about a diamond in the rough. Wow. What a great pick. And everybody knew it because that year when he was at Buffalo, he had like 40 tackles in a loss, on, you know, week one to Ohio State. It was like Khalil Mack versus the Ohio State Buckeyes. <laughs> it was. Yeah, I remember. You're right. I get it, but I, I get the financial part of it, but I just don't get not trying to go all in right now before you go to Vegas. It's basically the anti-Rams. They did everything completely opposite in the Rams. They went an old coach instead of a young coach. They, they're being fiscally responsible instead of spending everything to try to win now. Sell those fucking PSLs. Okay. Sell those luxury boxes. Okay, so I was wrong. This will be his fifth, fifth year. Fifth year. Who sells fucking luxury boxes? Khalil Mack or whoever the fuck replaces him? I mean, he's been pretty, pretty amazing since he came into the league. I just don't understand it. It's just to me. Do, am I happy that the Giants just gave you know sixty five million dollars to a wide receiver? Not really, but at the same time, like, what else can we ask for this guy to do, and then not give him the the contract he deserves? You have to pick. You have to pick. And the idea that Gruden like what doesn't like the guy because he wasn't in camp, I get that too. But fuck, he's a linebacker in the NFL where contracts aren't guaranteed. No one basically plays their last season out now. Yeah, and this nonsense, like, just stop being one of those people. It's like, uh, honor the contract you signed. Fine, if it's guaranteed, I'll honor the contract I signed. Yeah. Well, things change. It, it, it's, not just, it's not just football. I'm talking with this whole honor the contract. If, if our show blew up, like blew the fuck up in the next six months, do you guys out there think I'm going to go to certain sponsors and say, we need to renegotiate? Of course I'm going to do that. Yeah. It's business. The same way people drop us out of fucking nowhere. Because everybody's just doing whatever suits them the best. Yes. Exactly. We can get, we can get dropped. Actually, that's a good point. We can get dropped... Within 30 days, basically, I could, we could sign a contract for a sponsor for a year. But they basically can drop us, and we only have a 30-day window. To me, I like Gruden as a guy. Me too. I, I like, I actually did, you know, a lot of people are critical of his, him as an analyst. I think he's a sh- straight shooter as an analyst. He says whatever. But the idea that he can just jump right back into the NFL and not miss a beat, I think is you know, suspect at best, I would have had a completely different approach if I'm John. The f- I, Khalil Mack would have been the first person I called. And I've been like, this, this, honestly, yeah, we have a couple years here. Our last year in Oakland, our first year in Vegas. This is about me and you. Sure. And building a fucking franchise. Yeah. Derek Carr, great. He's already signed. And he's the offensive guy. But like... Khalil Mack is on a, I mean, Khalil Mack as a defender is significantly better than Derek Carr as a quarterback. And I like Derek Carr a lot. But they're not even on the same. He's the defensive equivalent of Aaron Rodgers. Game changer. Yeah. That's the thing. Turnovers late in games changes the whole dynamic yeah. of him as a player. And he brings that to the table. 
All right, well, let, let, can we rapid fire some of sure. these? Let's do it. Aaron Donald, Aaron Donald, like I said the day before, the, the Rams are locked and loaded for a few years now. Yeah, I agree. Look, Aaron, the Aaron Donald contract to me is like, again, he got his market value. I don't know how they end up paying all these guys, uh, but they've obviously got, gone all in on him. Um, they're a more complete team, obviously, than the Raiders. But they locked up their guy. Good. Got his money. Got his got his guarantee. Rams are going to be tough, man. Rams are going to be tough. We'll talk about them, obviously, extensively worried, in our preview. Though, I'm worried. They look so good on paper on both sides of the ball. You, you know what I'm saying? Like That's one of those things where like you look great on paper and you're 8-8. Eight and eight. Yeah, I don't think they're going to be 8-8. Eight and eight. They won 11 games last year, correct? Yeah. I think they win more. And that's usually – it's usually – uh, a tough, like, They wager. have a tough schedule, man. Yeah, they do. They got some great... They have... I'll tell you what. For us living out here, I was talking to Shaboring before he left. Shaboring's in Spain now. Yeah. And uh, I was talking to, you know, my old, my, old, my old guy on couch who we're going to be staying with for a few days in Chicago. He's actually flying out. The Rams have Vikings at home, Green Bay at home, Eagles at home, Chargers at home, of course Seahawks, and they're a bit like they have some great, yeah, home games. Uh, so Aaron Donald signs that deal. The Rams are looking good. Let's go through all the rest of this shit. Broncos finally just said this Paxton Lynch shit ain't shit ain't working out. I mean, they caught him. Yeah, done. Waved. Why? What they they got their quarterback? What's Paxton Lynch's purpose at this point? To back him up. Pa- Paxton Lynch wasn't even getting in as a backup at times. I know. I mean, he was a first rounder. Like, you want to hear something crazy? A lot of times the trades you don't make saves your team. Do you remember the Cowboys wanted him? Do you yeah. remember that? Yeah. They wanted to trade up to get him. Instead, what did Dak fall to the second or third round? He could have been a cowboy. Well, we'll get to we'll get to the Cowboys and Dak. We have a lot in the Super Bowl preview. I don't want to or the uh the NFL preview. I don't want to go too much on what I think is going to happen to these teams on this, but like, yeah, I'm not surprised Paxton Lynch is gone. Uh, and, then, and maybe the Cowboys like him so much, they should pick him up. What do you, real quick about the Raiders. So, so then, then they trade also trade for McCarron. Yeah. I guess that's just a safety uh, in case car goes down. McCarron did not have a good, McCarron lost out to Peterman. Nathan yeah. Peterman is going to be the Buffalo Bills starting quarterback. Yeah. Can we talk about that for a minute? I don't. What, what, I don't what, think. I don't think the Bills are going to be good. I don't think they were as good as they. But what does that say about Josh year? Allen too? He's not ready. Yeah, he's not ready. But honestly, like I know a lot of people are down on Josh Allen, but like just because he's not starting for the Bills, I don't say as the Bills. I think the Bills. I don't know what the fuck's happening with the Bills. Like last year, we thought the Bills were selling. Then they make the playoffs. Then they can't fucking score any points. Then they trade Tyrod. Like, I have no idea what the fucking Bills are up to. But, like, probably better for Josh Allen that he's not starting. Yeah. Honestly. Because I don't think the Bills are going to be good, and I think that can ruin a quarterback and just fucking start him before he's ready. They Bills Mafia, get something new. That's that's my only request. Yeah. We've, we've talked about just it. Just anything besides throwing people through tables. Or add, the tables better be on fire. You know what I mean? The tables better be on top of other tables on top of other tables. Now, the Sean Merriman idea is amazing. Yeah. 
that he celebrity table throwing. That's a whole different story. You know what I mean? It's like Survivor. Remember they do Survivor and you're like Survivor's the dopest shit ever, and then you're like, fuck, we gotta do Celebrity Survivor. Or we're gonna cancel the show, dude. That'd be a great bar. Like just throwing people through tables, or like imagine like once a week at a bar in Buffalo, a celebrity would be there to throw you through tables. Yeah, definitely a good bar promo. The line would be out the door. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be amazing. Uh, other news. We forgot to talk about this. Well, you were, you brought up Aaron Rodgers' contract. Oh, yeah, of course. Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers, this contract, it's so fucking absurd that it it does. It will hurt the Packers. Oh, no, we did talk about Aaron Rodgers' did contract. We? Last we? episode. Okay, great. Jesus. I think it will. I, it's, so, it's so gaudy that I think it does hurt them, but also it's like. What are you going to do? You're Aaron Rodgers. You have to get that money. Because you were slamming Miller Lights to honor it yeah. being that, you know, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, right. Green Bay. I, am, I was drunk, so you're going to have to remind me what we did and didn't talk about. Yeah, what's my excuse? I don't know. The I, dent? I want to bring up uh, Teddy Bridgewater. Okay. Because he was traded to New Orleans. Obviously, he's going to be Drew, Drew Brees' backup. Dude, but I see a lot of people saying, Prano, that Teddy Bridgewater is the heir apparent to Breeze, which to me is like, come on. Uh, like, if you're, if I'm a New Orleans Saints fan... There's no replacing Drew Breeze. I know, but if I'm a Saints fan, yeah, I want to start fresh after Breeze. Actually, I'm, I'm not sure I agree with you there. Teddy Bridgewater? We've seen it before, right? If the Saints have a good team, right, and their defense was pretty good last year, they've got Kamara... They've got some pieces. What do you do? You start a rookie? How fast do we have we seen windows close in the NFL? Now, if they get somebody, if they draft a kid, and suddenly he's... But certainly a nice backup in case Drew Brees gets hurt. I agree. I think he's a good backup. And then I, I don't think anybody's handing him the reins like no questions asked. Yeah. They got him for a third rounder. Sure. Defense, run the ball. Did Teddy Bridgewater, was he able to handle that in Minnesota? Yeah. So, I, I don't hate it. They got him for a third rounder. Now, if they draft somebody to play under Bridgewater, like, a lot of things can happen here. What? I don't think anybody's thinking, like, oh, he's going to come in and throw, you know, 40 touchdowns a game or a season like Drew Brees. Yeah. So, I saw Le'Veon Bell... He didn't show up to practice today. Will he be there week one? What, what's been the ongoing situation? Well, do you know He's what the practicing cur- and not practicing? No, he, I don't think he is. He hasn't practiced at all. So basically, they offered him the one-year, $14.5 million franchise. He just won't sign it. Right. So I saw, I think it was, of course, it was old Shefty. I think I saw a tweet today. Every game he doesn't play, he's losing $837,000. Right. So if he plays this year, if he just if he just signs that deal, he's got fourteen million. But of course, he wants the especially now that all these guys are getting big deals. Yeah. I mean, what can you? Again, and I know Odell Beckham's a fucking diva, but like that that was part of the Giants getting a deal done is he was there. At the same time, how do you get pissed at a player for not being there? In the NFL, as a running back, how do you 
for somebody who's just like a reasonable person, how do you get pissed that he's not there? Do you think though, dude? That's a lot of fucking money. Do you think Le'Veon Bell is willing to give it's, up eight hundred and thirty-seven thousand dollars? Hold on, but let's let's Jesus. Let, let's talk about the difference between Kirk Cousins goes. Franchise, franchise, franchise gets a big deal. How long are quarterbacks playing in the NFL now? A lot longer. What if they try to do that with him? What if they franchise him next year? What if they give him the Kirk Cousins for the entirety of what an NFL running back's career is? Le'Veon Bell is in what? This would be year four? Four or five. Probably four. Four? What if they franchise, franchise? That's seven years. That's that's when Sean Alexander went from MVP to out of football. How do you how do you take that deal? It's every situation is different, but like I understand that the Steelers say, "Hey, we made you a fucking real offer." But it's a game of chicken at this point. Yeah, though. I understand that they said we offered you thirteen million or fourteen million. How do you not fucking take it? That's a different story. But the idea that you're going to expect an NFL running back with no guarantee whatsoever. That could be his last contract. I get it. Give me $7 million after taxes. I'll make my life work. I'm not sure Le'Veon Bell and I are the same person. You know what I mean? I hate guys holding out, but at the same time, I just don't know what you do, especially at running back of all positions. Well, your boy, your boy, Hugh Jackson, I saw, because they're playing the Browns to start, said he plans on facing Le'Veon Bell. They think he's going to be there. Again, dude, that's a lot of money to every week. That's a lot of fucking money, man, to walk away from. Yeah, but think about a lot of money that he, you know, potentially earns himself by getting a guaranteed fucking. It's all about these guarantees. It's all about guarantees. But I'd assume, right, that $14.5 is guaranteed. Yeah. Right. Because it's For one, one year. year. When's the last time an NBA player held out? When's the last time you heard a baseball player since fucking J.D. Drew refusing to sign? <laughs> That's funny. J.D. Drew. Yeah, I forgot about that. You're right. Well, it's a different game, obviously. Yeah. Because it's far less dangerous and far more guaranteed. Yeah. It sucks being a fan of that team. It sucks being all that. It sucks when your guys hold out. It sucks when you think they should have just signed a deal. And I agree. I think Le'Veon Bell should have taken the big deal that they offered him, which was something like fucking $40 million guaranteed or something like that. Some absurd number still. Should have taken it. Didn't want it. You can't really be that fucking pissed that he's holding out, though. I'm not pissed. I'm just really. As, but I'm saying as a Steelers fan. Yeah, I'm really curious to see how this plays out. And it doesn't matter, Le'Veon Bell or no Le'Veon Bell, the Steelers are not losing to the Browns. <laughs> right. I mean, I can't believe. I mean, I don't care if Merrill Lynch is out there, Merrill Lynch, Merrill Hodge. Yeah. <laughs> Merrill Lynch, the bankers out there playing fucking. Actually, I don't care if seventy-five-year-old Walt Ruther, who used to work for Merrill Lynch back in the day, is out there playing running back for the Steelers. They ain't losing to the fucking Browns. Ridiculous. I can't believe people are buying in on the Browns still. I can't believe it. Also, spoiler for, I know Hard Knocks hasn't come out until tomorrow, but they're already announcing the guys that they've cut. 
Like basically everybody that was featured in Hard Knocks, except for Tyrod Taylor and Jarvis Landry, has now been cut. Well, and one caveat: I was we were asking why they weren't cut. It was a new rule change, right? Which we didn't know. Yeah. Which of course, like my DMs were just on fire. Yeah. What a fucking stupid rule change! First of all, way to ruin Hard Knocks. It does ruin Hard Knocks. Yeah. So now we just get a fucking all cuts episode. Yeah. I don't like that. I don't like no. that one bit. So we got to talk about this, Colin Kaepernick. Yeah, boy. Court decision. So this I love is, him, my boy. <laughs> this is huge news, though. This is really important news because, by the way, before I get to that, you guys, I know we talked about it. We had a call last week from uh, Salad underscore Breadsticks, the artist formerly known. Dude, you got to watch Casual. Yeah. Casual... They best, they have like a whole episode almost, and again, it's in the future, where I'll just give the premise. I don't want to give too many teasers away, but it's the last Super Bowl. That's amazing. Because of problems happening with the NFLPA, and and and, and they basically the NFLPA won the case. But this, who knew, casual was such a sports show, bro. Tommy Dewey getting that getting that unlimited sports knowledge he has in the writers' room. Yeah. He's like, I only watch Alabama football. I don't know what to tell you. Need need I say? Tommy Dewey hangs around us, gets a little sports knowledge. Next thing you know, they're putting it in a a comedy drama dating show. I'm just saying. Tug Coker's like, what about me, his best friend and super sports fan <laughs> <laughs> and writing partner? But good call, Dirty Sports. I, th- I think we gave the bump. I yeah. We, I think we gave the casual bump. Anyway. I mean, you got to say, Bill Walton also makes an appearance. Like, that, bro, that's not a sign of a Dirty Sports Bro, bump. the Bill Walton stuff, I believe it's episode four. Of the last season, I binged. I binged hard on Friday, and best season yet. Nice. Can't wait. Yeah. So the Colin Kaepernick case, just to kind of uh, sum it up for everybody, it, it the NFL, he'd sued the NFL for collusion, which was basically saying the NFL owners, all, all of them agreed, or there was some sort of... Uh, behind the scenes agreement that they didn't want to sign him. He took that to court. Now, before it would, could go to trial, an arbiter had to decide between the NFL and Kaepernick and he sided with Colin Kaepernick. Which means now his case can go to court. So, which was a huge win. So, I just want to say one thing for all of the fucking unbelievable cheddar dicks that I have encountered in discussing this matter on our show. You're telling me a legal professional determined that Colin Kaepernick is not in the league, in fact, because he's washed. Well, well he's wa- they, they, you mean an arbor didn't go, well, he, he once threw for fucking uh, four picks in one game for 87 yards. That's why he's not in the league. Well, the arbiter, again, the arbiter isn't making a decision. He's just saying there's enough evidence. Yeah. Just to clarify. He's not siding with Kaepernick. Right. He, I know. He's just saying there's enough evidence but that I'm this saying can the, go to the trial. But I'm saying the cheddar dickery that we have gone up against in just talking about this on our show was, what is the argument here? Here it is right here. Here's a stat from a game two years ago where he threw four picks. Well, he's washed. Well, let me just read a tweet that I wrote from one of the sports feeds that pays me to write jokes. And I'll just read you a couple of the responses. Yeah. Nothing has changed. This was the joke. Colin Kaepernick's lawyer. NFL owners colluded to not sign Colin to a team. Judge, I need proof. 
Colin Kaepernick's lawyer. Scott Tolzien, Tom Savage, and Mike Glennon were all starting quarterbacks week one of the 2017 NFL season. Judge, okay, you have a point. This case can go to trial. It's a joke, but it's a truthful joke. Right. Those are three shitty quarterbacks who Colin Kaepernick is just better than. That's a fact. Look at these responses. He's a crappy QB anyway. It's, it's like, and, and then they all just start coming in. He was a piece of shit. He sucked. It's like, and, and people, again, I, I, we agree on this issue for the most part, especially when people bring up the distraction. Every fucking NFL player is a distraction. Who's not a distraction? They all have social. It, when it, Tim it, Tebow joins the team, it is Tim Tebow, 24 hours a day, seven days a week on ESPN. He was signed by four NFL teams, four different teams, including the New England Patriots. We're like, we'll take the distraction. But here's what I want to say about the distraction thing. The distraction thing is such bullshit in 2018. Here's why. Every single athlete in any major sports team is one stupid fucking tweet away from being a distraction. So, Odell Beckham just got $65 million. He's peeing like a dog on the field. Marcus Peters took a penalty flag, threw it into the stands. The Rams traded for him. Ezekiel Elliott was on a float pulling down a girl's shirt. It doesn't matter if you're good at the end of the day. If you could, Pac-Man it, Jones on another team. His list of fucking distractions is like my Johnson. Kronk, long and distinguished. Yes. Like I always say, Gronk, distraction. But when he's on the field, he's great. That's why Johnny Manziel didn't make it in the league. Not only did he suck, he was a distraction. You can't be both. You can have the off-the-field shit, but you got to be able to perform. Anyway, it's going to trial, so it'll be it'll be really curious how that plays out. Again, if you want maybe a foreshadowing, I check out that casual episode. Holy shit! Yeah, because they talk about Kaepernick and the thing. Great. They almost saw it ahead of time, bro. I mean, I don't want to take anything away from the writing crew at Casual, but like, didn't we all see this happening? Well, I don't know if we saw the, that it would go to trial and all this shit. I just, I love, again, I love these people. He's a bad quarterback. He, he's not the best, but he's better than Scott Tolzien and Mike Glennon. And fucking Brandon Whedon. Yes, he is. Without a doubt. It's unbelievable. Anyway, Prano, we have a long day. We really cannot make this episode go that much longer. Let's wrap it up. Because we have to record a NFL preview. Are we going live for the preview? We are not. Okay, great. So that one will be dropping as it normally does on Thursday. So do we have anything else to do on this episode? Let me let me check the old rundown. So we're only live for a few more minutes. I haven't had to chug a beer, which I'm actually kind of thankful of. But if you want to get one in last second, at Joe Prano on Venmo. All right, that's the show, I think. Great. Guys, Chicago, this week, we'd love to see you. Dirt balls. No excuses. We're going to be there for five nights. Wednesday, White Sox game. Section 117, row one. Thursday, Geno's Brew Pub. 
live, live, dirty sports podcast, live podcast in the Midwest. All you motherfuckers out there telling me how the fucking Midwest is where you want to be. I hope you saved all that money eating at Applebee's and living in a fucking three bedroom house that cost you $600 a month. You should have money to show up, slam beers, watch the dirty sports podcast. This is why you live there. So you can do things like this. Fuck Applebee's. Take one night off from Applebee's. Get to Gino's Brew Pub, a mom-and-pop style bar where they are kind enough to host the live Dirty Sports Podcast. Joe Prano headlining Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I just worked out all kinds of new shit up in the Bay. Can't wait to drop half hour of new material on folks. And I talked to Guy on Couch. He said... Where the comedy club is, the comedy bar, and Geno's, it's a great area. Great. Sunday, NFL, week one, Bonanza. I'm back, baby. Bonanza. Miller Lights. What, what time did the game start there? Noon? Noon. Ah, I've never experienced the noon start. Only yep. the one and the 10 a.m. Never had the central time. Never had the central time. Noon start, beautiful. It was my college, yeah. My Get college fucking, days. Start getting banged up. 11, 10, 30, 11. Woo. And then you got to tell jokes that night. Yeah. We do. Sunday night. That'll be a fun one. Yeah. Monday night, Cubs, Brewers. My first experience with Wrigley. It's a good one, man. It's a good one. Can't wait. So, Dirtballs, go look in the description section. It has all the links. We want to see you guys there. We want to take pictures with you guys. We want to hand out koozies. Yes. We want to slam Miller Lights. We want to make you laugh. want to make you cry. Dirtball Fan Meetup, Chicago, this week. JoePrano.com, DirtySports.com, AndyRuther.com, at Fix Your Life, at Joe Prano, at Andy Ruther, iTunes Reviews. You guys know what to do. Much love to everybody who sent screenshots in the last few weeks. There will be even more koozies mailed out tomorrow. And the fuck the U.S. Postal Service for sending one of the koozies back, saying insufficient money, for the record. Funny how 12, I mailed 12 koozies one day. Funny how 11 of them because they all, they all weigh the same. Yeah. Funny how 11 of them were fine. I'm marching into that post office saying, no, you're mailing this. I'm not paying another extra dollar. This is on principle. This is bullshit. Go for it. It's a very John Gruden-like move of you. I refuse to pay more. <laughs> all right, guys. Thanks for listening to the episode. Hopefully, we'll see you in Chicago. And most importantly, don't forget, condoms are for pussies.